eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. we have a podcast. Diving, diving. Both on and off the field, here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Hi, John. You ready to do a little pregame six-pack for the Texans and the Saints? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. We do a pregame six-pack. We uh, we give out our people, position groups, storylines, whatever the case may be, um, to get you ready for the Texans' next matchup. Week six, NRG Stadium, New Orleans Saints coming to town. Noon kickoff, the game is on Sports Radio 610 and on TV on Fox. The spread as we speak is Saints minus one and a half. John, you are up first. What is your first bottle in the six-pack? I'm going to start with the player we talked about earlier, Damian Pierce. The more he's in the system, the more he's going to learn it. And he's gone up against eight-man fronts more than any back in the NFL, 83% of his carries. And the line, you're going to have the same offensive line back for the second game in a row. I'm guessing, although Laramie Tunsil uh, has gotten more problems with his knee, but even if Tunsil's out, you know, they ran the ball better against the Steelers than they've run it all season. And, and uh, Tunsil and Titus Howard are out. And what Pierce needs last year, remember he had some runs of like 20, 30 yards. He needs some like that to get that average per carry up. But the run blocking has to improve. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, so what's the latest on Laramie, John? He didn't practice yesterday, and do we know they may be practicing as we speak right now? I have no idea. Um, he wasn't even seen yesterday, so that means he was getting rehab. Okay. So I'm guessing he's going to be getting more rehab on Thursday. I, I got to be honest, John. My bigger concern with Laramie isn't this Sunday. My bigger concern with Laramie is they just gave him 75 million bucks, and he's got some knee injury that doesn't appear to be tied to any sort of movement that he had in the Ravens game where he twisted it or bent it. It's just this knee injury that he's all of a sudden in a lot of pain. That's problematic right now. 
It is, and they need him. And uh, because he and Titus Howard, even though they struggle in run blocking, yeah. George Fant was their best run blocker based on pro football focused grades. Neither Howard nor Tunstall even gave up a pressure, much less a sack. Okay. My first one in the six-pack, John, is going to be Dalton Schultz, who seems to finally be acclimating himself to the offense. Dalton Schultz good, and Dalton Schultz needs improvement. Two little subcategories in here. Dalton Schultz good is what they brought him in here to do, which is catch footballs. He had that go-ahead touchdown at the end of the Falcons game. He had seven catches for 65 yards. He seems to be acclimating pretty well to the offense, and they're obviously, I think, going to be working the middle of the field quite a bit without Tank Dell out there. So the more that Dalton Schultz can become a guy who, along with Robert Woods and Nico Collins, helps C.J. Stroud move the chains the better, Dalton Schultz needs to be better blocking if he's going to be on the field in this run game. He's got to improve that. He's got to get in the way of people. I don't even care if his blocking is technically sound. He's It's just physics. He's got to get in the way of people. It was lackluster with him. He was letting guys he – was, he was a matador out there at times on, uh, on Sunday against the Falcons. So – Dalton Schultz, keep catching footballs. Dalton Schultz, you got to get your head screwed on right in this blocking game, son. What's scary about it is he's a willing blocker. He's just not good at it. Cowboys said that's not his specialty. You don't have him if you're expecting a guy to be a good blocker because he's just not. But like you were saying, get in the way, try to wall people off. You don't have to knock them backward or drop them on the ground. Just get in the way to seal, and he ought to be able to do that. Yep. What's your next one, John? My next one's Will Anderson Jr. Will is third in the league in pressures, I think third or fourth. He gets double teamed third most in the league. He's got one sack. He's very active. It's time he started getting some sacks. This is the sixth game. You know, Watt had five and a half as a rookie. Anderson needs to get a couple of more. Right now, Jalen Carter, the Eagles defense coordinator, is defensive tackles is the runaway winner, favorite to be the NFL defensive rookie of the year over Anderson, who was favored coming in. Well, it's time he flexes muscles, get to the quarterback. Derek Carl try to get rid of it quickly, but he's been known to hold the ball. Anderson's time he got another sack and break that streak he's got going. Yeah, Will still does things in games where you're like, okay, I can see why they took him with the third overall pick. It's just that if you looked at the back of his football card right now, you're like, all right, we're five games in, he's got one sack. He he's The, the advanced stats seem to really favor Will Anderson quite a bit, like win rate and pressure rate and double teamed all the time and stuff like that. But you're right. Like eventually none of those things get you into second and 18, you know, like eventually he's got to, he's got to get Derek Carr on the ground. That's a good one. My next one, John is Jalen Petrie. And again, kind of like some good and bad with Petrie, you know, Petrie was involved in, uh, in at least one of the turnovers against the Falcons. He recovered the fumble. I think that Graylin Arnold forced. And so is that two Baylor guys combining? Yeah, on that, John? yeah. Okay. I just thought of that. Um, but so Petrie, again, around the ball, you know, Petrie, they, since he's come back, they've had him around the line of scrimmage a lot against these teams that favor the run. And he's gotten into the backfield on some plays against the Steelers and against the Falcons. He's always going to do that. They're always going to move that chess piece up to the line and he's going to get in the backfield. Petrie, and I'm kind of putting something the Texans did defensively on Petrie. Petrie's sort of the face of it for me because I know according to the advanced stats, he allowed 95 yards receiving in that game. And I think a lot of that was from the a lot of that was from the tight ends. I don't think it's only Petrie's fault, but the tight ends for the Falcons had 14 catches for 176 yards. If Juwan Johnson is available in any of your fantasy leagues, pick him up based solely on that last week. He's the tight end for the Saints. Um but they, they, they can't be giving up that intermediate stuff and let the Saints go 
seven for 14 on third down the way they let the Falcons go seven for 14 on third down. So I'm using Petrie as just sort of a, an amalgam of, of really the linebackers and safeties having to tighten things up in that intermediate passing game and not allow the Saints intermediate receivers, tight ends, running backs, because Kamara is a threat out of the backfield too, um, to, to, get those, to get those yards. One of the things about the Saints game, I mean this uh, Falcons game, when I went back and watched it, tight ends were open two or three times down the field, and I had no idea who was supposed to be covering them. And it's hard to know that when you don't know the call and the responsibility. Yeah. Could be like Petrie's on a guy and he passed him up or Petrie blew it, but you just don't know. But yet those people still grade them based on what they think was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one, Sean, is, and I got this from reading your weekly column in the Houston press mm-hmm. where you do a great job. Thank you. And uh, you had the pro football focus ratings and Blake Cashman is the number one linebacker in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now I would never have thought that, watching him play he's made some big plays but he's not somebody that i would say is dominating but in a game like this where Carr's going to throw a lot to the running backs Taysom hill's going to be in there and cashman seems like a guy that would be have to be all over hill um i think he needs to have a really good game and based based on what pro football focus says he's been having great games well now he needs to stand out even more Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, he's been a playmaker for this team, John. He's He's been really – I can't believe he's number one on pro football focus for all the no. linebackers in football. That's wild. That's wild to me. Um, all right, my last one, John, and this is a, not a player or position group or anything like that, um, is I'm, I'm anxious to see what the invasion element is in the stadium on Sunday. This game, I believe, is sold out. This has become a, a – as Texans games go, this has become a tough ticket. This Saints game, and uh, and we saw with the the Colts game was sold out mostly with Texan fans who were there excited about the season. The Steelers game was sold out with a ton of Steeler fans and obviously all the JJ Watt energy. This is just some good old fashioned geographic rivalry with New Orleans to the east, and here's Houston. A lot of Louisiana people live in Houston. It's easy access from there. Um, they don't play here all that often. Uh, I mean, this is the first time in eight years that they've played a regular season game here. Um, so I, I'm anxious to see if the performance by the Texans so far five games in, I know they're two and three, which is not world beating by any means, but they're two and three, John, and all five of their opponents have a three and two record right now. So my guess is they played by record one of the hardest schedules in the league when the combined record of all your opponents is, is 15 and 10. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, for a league that, you know, the, the, the gravitational pull is towards 500 for everybody. Um, so this is a team that should have people very enthusiastic. You've got a quarterback. There'll be a lot of Saints fans in there, no question. I'll just be, I'll be anxious to see if it matches what the Steelers game felt like, which felt like an invasion. You know, is this going to be an invasion element with the Saints fan? What do you think? I think that Texans fans sold those tickets before the season. Mm. And I think Saints fans, based on what you just said, eight eight years between trips here, and so many of them live in this area. So many of them live all the way 
to Louisiana. It's such an easy trip for them. So, yeah, I expect to be an invasion of Saints fans, just like there were an invasion of Steelers fans. The Saints just won't be waving terrible towels yeah. to get more attention. And hopefully the Texans will send them home the way they did the Steelers fans very quietly. I do think that, John, I, like, it sucks when all the opposing fans are in there. But when you have a team that's competitive like this one, CJ talked about it after the Steeler game. He's like, you know, there are a lot of Steeler fans in there, but he just liked the energy in the building. You know, I think that really, that, I think that startles a lot of guys like CJ, the Alabama guys, anybody that comes from a big school and they come here, especially in the preseason or even any of the last two games in the last two years, really, um, to look around that stadium. Like when you got done just playing at the horseshoe in front of 100,000 lunatics and you come here and there's 20,000 people in the stands until halfway through the second quarter. That's a buzzkill. I'd rather have the opposing fans in there. At least there's some juice in the building than have it be like a mausoleum in there. The way it's been in, in the last four years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, John, what's your prediction on the game? I'm picking the uh, Texans to beat the Saints 20-17. to 17. Okay, I got Saints 24-20. I don't like it. I hope I'm wrong, but I got Saints 24-20. I'm nervous about I'm nervous about the – I feel like no tank Dell has me feeling like this offense could be – a little bit of gridlock. So I got 2420 uh, Saints. I hope you are the correct one, John McClain. Do you want to do a few? Oh, I am too. <laughs>